Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Search Raccoon and get data you can use that's affordable for small businesses. Visit researchraccoon.com to learn more. All right, welcome back to the uh, Rod Arkent Show. I want you to think about this figure because we're going to be talking about it in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. The National Restaurant Association says one in six uh, restaurants have closed permanently since the pandemic. One in six restaurants have closed permanently because of the pandemic. We'll talk about that in the coming hour, but right now, time now for Hollywood News. Major Hollywood news. All right, time to check in with AJ, brought to you today by Bio35. Find it in your local pharmacy. What's going on, man? Um, a side note, I just saw a thing about how you can get paid to move to Hawaii for 30 days and work there. Yeah, I saw that. Remotely. Yeah, I saw that. Dude, are you in? Let's pull well, we could our, do our, you our... know, Hey, we could do our show remotely. Our show from there every yeah, day? Every day on the are beach. Are you kidding me? Hear the ocean in the background, the waves we crashing bit, in. Like, I don't know who I've got to <laughs> sleep with, but I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. Uh, board games are the big thing uh, this holiday season. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, there are numerous celebrities that are getting ready to start a board game league of sorts, if you will. And okay. you'll be able to join their team via social. Like if you want to join a Monopoly league, if you want to join a Connect Four league, a Sorry league, an Operation league. Uh, it's all going to go down, of course, virtually, and uh, look for that on your socials, because I would love, love to be in a board game league. I feel like that would be, be something we yeah, should have started yeah, yeah. way earlier yeah, in 2020, for yep, the record. Yep, yep. <sighs> but I, I dream. So uh, you've got Olivia Jade, Lori Laughlin's yeah. daughter, mm-hmm. who goes on the Red Table Talk and basically gets shown the door for her white privilege, <laughs> if you will. They were like, quit crying yeah. about, you know, she she was a little <laughs> contrite. She made some apologies and she did a little of that, but not enough. Yeah. And the fact that she kind of played the victim card for a little bit of it was was Doesn't really work. just yeah. not even. Yeah, does people not don't want to hear that yeah. crap? Don't man. care. And I'm I'm like I I don't have. She's not a very deep person, from what I gather. <laughs> really? Either, so really? it's not like we were expecting much. <laughs> but really? you know, maybe maybe a little bit more contrition. Maybe. All right, man. Talk to you tomorrow. Long since it only takes 40 days to lose 20 to 50 plus pounds with NJ Diet. 855-5-NJ-DIET. We're live, we're local, and everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. How are you, everybody? Welcome back to the Rod Arkent Show. Power number two right here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, you know, it's kind of funny. To watch the uh, contrasting coverage of the announcements on the uh, COVID-19 vaccine today. On one side of the screen, you have the president. President Trump applauding people who were involved in Operation Warp Speed. 
in the fact that more and more people are going to be getting that vaccine, and the plan is already in place to ship it out to every American city and every state around the country. Once it's approved by the FDA, they're ready and they have a plan. And on the other hand, here you have Joe Biden saying, oh, we got dark days ahead, you know, but my plan will vaccinate 100 million Americans before my 100 days in office are up if I get there. I mean, can Joe Biden must think the American people are stupid. Don't you think we realize we've still got a ways to go and a challenge to go? But wait, can't we recognize the amazing efforts on the part of Operation Warp Speed, the tremendous scientists, the researchers, the people who organized this, that we have a vaccine and it's almost ready to go? I mean, it just, it's such a contrast, in my opinion. Now, one of the issues, of course, are the lockdowns around the country. California restaurants are locked down again, both for indoor and outdoor dining. And over the weekend, the owner of the Pineapple Hill Saloon in San Diego, her name is Angela Marsden, uh, produced a video that went viral over the weekend. And what she posted was a very compelling video and the challenges that her business faces. Now, she created an outdoor dining area and was told she couldn't do it. And she pointed out that within 50 feet, there had been catering tents set up to feed people who are working on a movie in California in San Diego. Listen to her plea to Governor Gruesome and L.A. Mayor Garcetti. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. (laughs) They have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face, that's safe. This is safe, 50 feet away. This is dangerous. Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom is responsible for every single person that doesn't have unemployment, that does not have a job, and all the businesses that are going under. And we need your help. We need somebody to do something about this. Boy, what a powerful plea from Angela Marsden. And how many people around the country and here in the state of Utah, restaurant owners pleading for help, small business owners pleading for help, The National Restaurant Association yesterday estimated 110,000 U.S. restaurants have permanently closed, and more closures are to come. What can we do about it? Joining us on our newsmaker line right now is former state representative Chris Herrod, a good friend of the show. Chris, how are you, and welcome back to the show. I'm I'm doing great, Rod. And I did. I I emailed you, you know, yesterday because I appreciate you're one of the few people that are talking about, you know, the, the pain that's being caused to small business owners. I I wish we would keep two numbers. You know, every death is tragic, but let's also keep track of everybody that has lost a job. I mean, those 110, and that's just one industry, 110,000 restaurants are out of business. That's 110,000 spouses that don't have a husband or a wife that's working. You know, that's children, and that's probably, you know, you times that number by 20 to 40 employees, but nobody is talking about that. And that plea of that poor woman I, and I, I think she spent two. Not only did she try to conform, she spent uh, I think a, an additional eighty thousand dollars to get her 
outside business up and running, and then she's not able to work. You know, you know what's sad, uh, Chris, is that we hear these stories, but nobody seems to be doing anything about it, Chris. Where the heck are our government leaders stepping in to help these businesses out? Well, you know, it's not that I, you know, when in the six years that I served, I, I never would have, none of the uh, Speaker of the Houses that I served under would have allowed the governor to get away with what he's done as far as, you know, mandates and shutting businesses down. And we need people, but but it's not just, uh, there, there's two classes of people that I think really, because everybody, the, the vast majority of people I associate with, which is small business owners, uh, is, they're wondering that same thing that you're wondering. I went to my doctor for a doctor's appointment, and, you know, people don't think, but, but doctors are small independent businesses, and they were talking about last spring when they couldn't meet with people and were having to do virtual calls, and, and then they saw the suffering of additional people, and, you know, a, a lot of people are fearful of the coronavirus, but I'm much more fearful that this is kind of, people think this is acceptable. I, I didn't know that it was okay to get rid of the, the First Amendment right to peaceably assemble. I mean, that's what's <laughs> happening is, is, is people, you know, you got businesses that have followed the law. You've got willing customers uh, that are willing to go to that, and the, the government's forbidding that. This is worse than socialism. Well, I mean, I, I think this is tyranny. And Chris, you yourself, you pointed out in an email you sent to me earlier today that, uh, you know, how many people work their way through college like you did working in restaurants? I mean, people don't realize the ripple effect that this is having on everybody. Well, no, yeah, it's it's people that are part-time jobs that I did. I, I, you know, basically, I was fortunate to graduate with no student debt because I worked seven years for my bachelor's, master's at a restaurant. And and it is already tough, in, especially in the state of Utah, where a lot of restaurants, you know, don't serve alcohol. So alcohol is a high profit margin. Uh, it's already tough. But, but then, then the government tells you, you know, pick this number. Well, you can only have 50% capacity. Well, you still got to have a line cook that he can, he can cook for 25 or 50. Uh, you know, you're, you're having all these politicians that aren't in business that don't know the business making these arbitrary numbers. And, but my, my frustration is that we're taking it, you know? And so I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that are upset, but the politicians don't seem to be hearing it. Chris, do most businesses know now about the Payment Protection Program, the PPP? I mean, and are they taking advantage of it, Chris, or is the money all run out? Well, you know, I, I have, you know, I work for a business, and they, you know, had it not been for the PPP, uh, you know, they, they, they would not have been able to survive. But that money is running out because business is down. It's just like the Restaurant Association. I think the average is down at, at least 36%. A, a lot of these businesses are. You know, and the problem is that, you know, I'm a fiscal conservative, and, I, you know, I, and I'm greatly concerned about the six, $6 trillion that we've added to the national debt, the $5 trillion in quantitative easing. But when government comes in and forbids you from working, which to me is the most basic right under natural law, in nature, if you don't work, you die. And, you know, the government's telling you you can't work. Well, you know, they, they, they do. This is a case where they do need to compensate you. You know, and I think the mandates would be much different if, you know, it was the Salt Lake City mayor that was going to have to pay the businesses that they're being preventing from working or the Salt Lake City or County mayor or the governor that had to fit the bill. But that's, that's really what it is. I wish we would see this as a taking under the Fourth Amendment because they are taking away businesses. And, and 
and to me, you know, being a small business, uh, an entrepreneur in my life, I, I have complete empathy. You can you can hear it in her. She has lost everything, and this oh, is yeah. our hope. This is a, this is our dream, and the government is just arbitrarily said, you know, you can't do this. And you know, what about freedom? If if I'm willing to go out, I'll sign any waiver. Let me go to a restaurant. Uh, let that person work. You know, and if you know your previous. Uh, you know, person that you had on, you know, if somebody doesn't work, they don't have to work. Don't work. But most of us, I've got a mortgage. I've got to work. Please allow me, governor, you know, city councilman, mayor to work. And only I know the way that my business works the best. You know, know, Chris, I think one of the most ridiculous rules is you have to wear a mask into a restaurant. If you can get into one, you sit in the lobby waiting to be seated. You're still wearing a mask. But then when you sit down, guess what? You can take the mask off. Uh, that does not make a lot of sense to me. Well, no, a lot of and a lot of the rules. And our, our kids see this. I mean, you know, we were at a basketball game, and you can't go into the gym until, uh, you know, you're, it's your game. Well, so everybody congregates in the, in the hall outside the gym, you know, getting the viruses and stuff like that. You know, just, you know, and, and the first off, again, my kids still are not in school, yeah. and yet, the health department can't confirm a single healthy person under the age of 25 has died from this. And, and yet my kids, I, I worry for them. I, I, you know, most of my kids have never had problems in school and they're, they're struggling and, you know, but, but let people make decisions and be free. But that's, what's most frightening to me. And I, I thought I lived where everybody agreed with me, but I'm realizing that, you know, much of the country doesn't believe or doesn't think the basic rights yeah. that you and I think that they do. That's what's really frightening to me. Chris, as always, great chatting with you. Love your passion on this. Thanks for joining us tonight. Well, thanks for everything you do, Ron. Appreciate All right. it. All right. That is former state representative Chris Herod, also an author, talking about this. You know, what is so frightening here, and I want to get you, I'm going to open up the phones to you because I want to get your reaction. I mean, have you, have, do you have a small business? Maybe it is a restaurant. That is really near, the, really near the edge of just going under. I mean, you're barely keeping your head above water. Um, and what right is it? Here's a question that I have, and I think this is the point that Chris was trying to make. What right does the government have to come in and to tell you you cannot make a living? That is not right. We, the American people, should be able to decide. If we want to go into a restaurant or not, we don't want the government telling us you can't go in there or only 10 of you can go in there and you can't use this. Well, you know, you have to be a patriot. We need to do this. We'll get through this. But in the meantime, business after business is shutting down and you hear this plea from this restaurant owner in California. And why are they why are those pleas? ending up on the ears of government officials who aren't paying any attention to it. want to get your reaction. 888-570-8010. 888-570-8010. On your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. All right, let me take a minute right now and talk to you about the real estate market because homes are selling quickly up and down the Wasatch Front, the greater Salt Lake area. We have inventory low, interest rates are low. What a great time just sell your home. And if you're thinking about it, I strongly urge that you reach out to the realtor that I've put my name behind because I trust him with the experience that is needed. I'm talking about Justin Udy and his team, Justin Udy and Team Real Estate. Now, Justin's homes are selling so quickly that he's now decided to better his guarantee. Instead of guaranteeing to sell your home in 29 days, 
Justin now guarantees to sell your home in 14 days or he sells it for free. 14 days where Justin doesn't make a commission on it. You know, he's been recognized by HGTV as Utah's real estate expert. His team has been recognized as one of the top sales teams in the Salt Lake area. So now, why not work with somebody who has sold more than 1,000 homes? I'm talking about Justin Udy. He's with the Century 21 Everest Group. Reach out to Justin today at justinudy.com. 7600 or visit trajanwealth.com. Investment advisory services offered through Trajan Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. They're on our catch show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know, I think America is rapidly getting into a civil disobedience mood. I mean, if you think about it, you've got governors, you've got mayors, you've got county officials, you've got unelected health officials shutting down the activities and movements of what should be a free people, right? But this time, I think the resistance looks like they'll be a little bit more stubborn. No, no one has taken up arms yet, and we shouldn't do that. But I think many people here in the state of Utah, many of you out there, many people around the country have clearly had enough of these petty tyrants making rules for all of us. It's just not right. 888-570-8010 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, let's go to the phones. We, get, we begin with Ivan here in Salt Lake City. Ivan, how are you, and welcome to the show. Good, Rod. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Ivan. What, what are your thoughts on this, Ivan? Well, uh, I've, I've talked to you before. I've called the show before. I, uh, I I don't need to promote my restaurant, but I own a small chain of restaurants and um, been in business for 25 years and have been through a lot of challenges, you know, with partners, with uh recessions but we've never experienced anything like this and we are really on we already lost four restaurants wow. out of our group mm. and uh we before the pandemic we employed about 1500 people and uh you know we're down to to a thousand in 13 states and uh ironically the restaurants we've lost are in in blue states, <laughs> and, <laughs> surprise, uh, you know, or, or or blue cities, and uh, and the restrictions are just. Uh... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, all over the place. Uh, regulations are all over the place. And uh, even from county to county. And it's very difficult not only to run the business and, you know, even less to make, you know, make a profit. And, and, then, uh, and then just as we, you know, reopened and took a long time to reopen some of the markets, uh, then, like Denver, Colorado, then we were shut down again, and because uh, you know the governor decided to do so, and yet we got zero relief, you know, from landlords. The PPP money is long gone; it was is gone as of early October, and 
and yet we're forced to keep all of our obligations and without without an income mm. coming in. It's mm. down it's down to a point that um, myself as a brand owner and some of our franchisees are having to either liquidate or get debt on personal assets to keep the business afloat, hoping that it will survive. Wow. Wow. Ivan, that, that, that is horrible. Ivan, I, I made this point uh, before I went into the break, but what right mm-hmm. does the government have to tell you that you can't make a living? Well, I don't think they do, Rob, because it, it's so hypocritical. Um, even in Colorado, again, you know, the dispensaries are open. You know, the, the liquor stores are open. Uh, you can go to a number of retailers that have no safety measures other than their mask. And, for example, in Denver, we have a 300-seat restaurant. We can only seat 100 people. Well, we, we did up until two weeks ago. And, and then all of a sudden, we can't seat anybody. We just do, do takeout. But our concept is not designed for takeout. Yeah. <laughs> so we, 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 have not, we don't have an option. We don't have an option. So it's very, and they don't do anything to compensate, at least in Utah. And I have to take my hats off to, to the governor because the, the shop in Utah program has saved us. And the only, the only few places that we're doing really well is still uh, in Utah because uh-huh. of the shop Utah program. Boy, that's great to hear. Ivan, I know your restaurants. I know you don't want to bring it up, but you do a great job and hang in there, man. I hope you can keep it going. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Rod. All right. He has a great restaurant, by the way. Uh, let's go to Vicky in Spanish Fork and see what she has to say tonight here on this. Vicky, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm great. Thanks, Rod. I just think uh, the more I listen to all of this, uh, Ayn Rand was oracular in her prediction of what this country was going to look like. They can. Our government has not had any layoffs government officials and all of the minions that work in the government continue to have a 40-hour-plus-per-week paycheck coming in. We're going to undoubtedly expand government because of COVID. Where's that money coming from if they continue to shut down businesses? My property taxes have to be paid. How am I supposed to pay taxes if I'm not allowed to work? This is frightening. At this point. Boy, it is, Vicki. And you raise a very good point, Vicki. Thank you very much for your phone call. What about government employees? I mean, if commerce is not taking place to the level it normally would without the pandemic, you know, are they as busy doing things that government does during the good times? Are they, you know, and I don't, I hate people losing their jobs. I hate people being laid off. But, you know, what is, what is government's participation in all of this? And are they feeling the same effect that we're feeling? Because a lot of people are there are, are, are out there losing their jobs because of these efforts. Now, as Ivan pointed out a moment ago, we're doing pretty good here in the state of Utah, and I hope you keep it up. But this is just not right. And as I mentioned, I think America is rapidly getting to a civil disobedience mood. And we're going to say enough is enough. And there are going to be some brave people out there who are saying, the heck with you guys. My business is open. Come on in and enjoy it. 888-570-8011. iHeartRadio, number one for music, radio, and podcasting, all in one app.
Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Remember when our uh, grade school teachers told us that we lived in a land of the free and home of the brave? (laughs) Well, we aren't free anymore, and where are those people who are brave enough to stand up to what's going on out there? I know there are some of you, but I think America is really in the uh, mood for some civil disobedience, and sooner or later, we are going to be pushed too far that the American people will simply say we've had enough. I'm not, I'm not in any way suggesting armed conflict. That, that's not what it's all about. But we have a right as a citizenry to say we have had enough. I'm going to this restaurant. I'm going to the movies. I'm going to do this. And I'm sick and tired of you telling me what to do. We're getting very, very close to that point already. Let's go back to the phones and see what you have to say tonight. Let's go to uh, Tasha, who's here in Salt Lake City. Tasha, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing well. Thanks, Ron, for having a show where we can voice our opinions. You're welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So, I don't think this is really about our health. I think it's about destroying business. What do you think? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure it's about uh, destroying business because I don't think anybody, well, maybe they do. I, I'm not sure, Tasha. I, I don't know what this is. I don't know why these government officials and these healthcare, you know, uh, leaders um, can impose their will on the American people the way they have. Now, they all say, well, it's for your safety. We're trying to protect everybody. But don't you think the American people have figured that out already, Tasha? We have. And I, um, so I'll tell you a little bit about my background. I'm a formulator in the nutraceutical industry. So you have the pharmaceutical industry where you have all the medicine that comes down. And when you look to the health departments, they're looking to the pharmaceutical industry right now for solutions. So looking to doctors. Well, I'm a practitioner and I'm a formulator on the other end of it, the natural uh, the naturopathic side mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, we have solutions for this issue, and they are being overlooked. I can think of about a dozen of them that are extremely effective for our outbreak, and the most effective one that I have ever seen, the FDA has squashed it, has hushed it. I won't even tell you the name of the practitioner. He's under watch as we speak. And they'll shut him down and shut down his ability to even bring these remedies to people. And they are saving lives. We do have solutions. It's not about our health. There's something going on. And I don't like how it's squashing our business at the same time. Yeah. All right, Tasha. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's called control. They want to prove to the American people that they can control us in everything that we do. And that is not what this country is all about. Andrew is in Salt Lake City. Andrew, how are you? I'm good, Rod. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Hey, I just wanted to comment. Um, part of, if, if you remember in the Pixar movie, A Bug's Life, the way the grasshoppers control all the ants is with fear. Because uh, if the ants rise up, uh, they can overthrow the grasshoppers. And part of what we've got is this climate of fear, and I'm not trying to direct this personally to you, but KNRS and KSL giving us the daily, daily numbers of COVID cases, the daily deaths, every day reestablishing this concept of fear makes people f- afraid even to go to the few businesses that are open and the few restaurants that are limited capacity. 
And I would call on KNRS, I would call on any media figure to stop promoting the fear of COVID. The COVID, we've seen that it has a 99.9% recovery rate. If that's really the case, why do we talk about it constantly? The, the number of new cases, the number of deaths. And a lot of these death numbers have been inflated. And I feel like it has to start with the media. It has to start, start with accurate reporting and not talking about this virus like anybody who gets it is going to die. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and do you think the public would miss it if we didn't talk about it at all, <laughs> at all, Andrew? Do you think they'd miss it? Of course not. I don't think they'd miss it. I mean, no. And you talk about consumer confidence. How are people going to be confident in Utah to go out and do business if they're constantly hearing about how you're going to kill grandma if you don't wear a mask or if you go out in public? I mean, this, these are things that have not, the data has not stood up over time, that this virus is not deadly. It kills a few people, like the flu, but it's actually less deadly than the flu. But we talk about it. We don't get flu updates. We don't hear about how many people got the flu yesterday. And so part of this driving and controlling of the American people is the constant fear hyping. And again, I'm not blaming you personally. I know you're trying here, but the media is part of this. These daily updates have got to stop. All right, Andrew, you're calling us out. And to be honest, I don't disagree with you. I think the media has not presented a balanced approach to this. And as Andrew mentioned, you know, this is, you know, the mortality rate is going down. People under, what is it, 70 have a 99.95% chance of recovering. People over 70 have a 95% chance of covering. But this is where we have not brought all of this into the proper perspective. I don't disagree with you on that, Andrew. Steve is in Sanbury, or Stansbury tonight. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. How are you tonight? I'm great. Thank you. Your thoughts on this, Steve? So my thoughts on this are, uh, you know, if we want to continue to live in a free uh, society that, that loves liberty, uh, it's not the government's job to protect us. It's our own job to protect us. Uh, the freedoms that are at risk are due to a lack of people taking personal responsibility and being willing to allow the government to protect us. Uh, there are a million things in this world that can all take our lives. None of us want that to happen. Uh, but it's personal responsibility and personal choice and taking responsibility for those actions. You're absolutely right, Steve. I mean, that, that you know, that may, America is all about individual choice. It really is. That's what it's all about. If you want to talk about American exceptionalism, in my opinion, that's what it is. Individual choice. You choose what you want to do, how you want to be successful. And we aren't being allowed to do that. You know, I was just thinking, I was was listening to Steve. Wouldn't it be interesting if every restaurant in the state of Utah, and you can pick a day in the coming week or two, but all of them get together and simply say, we've had it, we're open for business today. Come on in, sit down, and enjoy a meal. 
health, there are not enough health inspectors out there to run around and shut every business down. But maybe that will get their attention. All right, more of your calls coming up. 888-5708010444-9100. Or check out his website at sternteam.com. That's sternteam.com. The Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listening, you'll know, as Abby has been reporting tonight, the uh, governor and the state have extended their health order, meaning mask mandates are still in place, social distancing is still in place. If you want to get a drink after 10 o'clock in this state anymore, good luck on that. I, I have no idea what that has to do with COVID-19, but apparently it does. All right, back to the phones we go. 888-570-8010 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, let's go to uh, Deanna, who's been waiting patiently in Highland tonight on the Rod Arquette Show. Deanna, how are you? Welcome to, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Rod. I'm doing good. Hey, um, you know, Chris Herod had it right and Representative Daily Probes had it wrong. So, you know, we need less government interference and more abilities for our small businesses and large businesses to make good decisions because they care about their employees. So I have um, a college-age um, child who is in uh, classes at a technical college and has two jobs. And um, she ends up being forced masked between 10 and 14 hours a day. And um, the interesting thing is that, you know, in her college class, there's 10 students and they're in a huge shop, a huge shop, right? So that's going to be a different situation than, you know, sitting in a classroom that's small and, and stuff with students, right? So mm-hmm. that takes a different decision making than, than the other situation. In her first job, she worked 100% outdoors all during the beginning of pandemic when there were no mask mandates and people thought they didn't work. Um, all during the summer, in the heat of the summer, she was forced masked because Ugh. that became the mantra. Ugh. And even when she had three hours of, of time when she didn't see a single customer or another employee, she was still forced masked in the 100 degree weather, working outside. I mean, when we take away the ability for an employer to say, hey, you know, just wear your mask under your chin, and when, you know, you actually deal with the customer, <laughs> pull it up. Um, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and her, her last job that she got, she got right before our county mandate in Utah County, and she was so excited to have a job that had never had any masking and never had any outbreaks. And they have big bay doors that open and shut all day long. You have so much fresh air and so few employees in a certain area that it hadn't been a problem. And yet, as soon as we got a county mandate, then that business is forced to make decisions that they previously didn't want to make for themselves and had not shown to be necessary. And so, you know, my daughter in three situations where they're forcing these schools and businesses to do what the government yeah, thinks yeah, best, yeah. Um, it's not the best situation. So she's dealing with, you know, facial infections and mm. um, rapid heart rate and dizziness and um, headaches and things that are unnecessary. So, you know, when Representative Daily Probe said that the government needs to come in and protect these employees, you know, our situation had been exactly the opposite. The government is causing more problems for these employees. Employers do care about yes, their they employees. Do. Yes, they, they care do. about keeping them safe and healthy. They don't want them to be out sick. And they are the ones that can make these decisions best. And so it really frightens me to think that we have legislators, and of course she's a Democrat, that think that we need more government 
interference, and we need to give more power to organizations in the state that shouldn't have that much power. Yeah, that's a good point, Ian. I need to move on to uh, other calls, but you're exactly right. I mean, come on, folks. I mean, employers care about their employees, and there are going to be some out there who don't, don't you know, generally. And uh, the employers know what's best, and they care about their customers. Yeah. Uh, don't get it. Doug in West Valley City, that's where we are right now. Doug, how are you? Welcome to the show. Doing good. I was calling because your previous one of your previous callers mentioned that the government was trying to destroy small business, and I agree with her. Back in 1966, Richard Cloward and Francis Piven, Cloward and Piven mm-hmm, wrote an article mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. Democrat Party, and their theory was that what they do is overload the welfare system, which would create of each state, and that would create a need for the federal government to take over all welfare, and then the federal government would be overwhelmed, and then they would have to, the people would be begging for the uh, current economic system to be thrown away and for socialism to be brought in. And what better way to destroy the economy and put more people on welfare and on the system than to get rid of small business, which is the number one employer in this country. Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity, isn't it, Doug? Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. This is, I think, it's a, uh, the socialists, the progressives in this country see this as a perfect opportunity to take over, and that's what they're trying to do right now. Kirby in West Valley City. Kirby, how are you? Welcome to the show. you got about 40 seconds. Well, thank you, Rod. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, my question is, we've got millions of people in this country that have had the virus. And uh, when you read um, up on biochemistry and the immune system, you find out that once you've had the virus, your body takes over and your immune system takes over and it surrounds the virus in a protein and you discharge it. So if that's the case, then why are all of us that have had the virus that are perfectly healthy now, why are we still required to wear masks why is it that we uh, can't go into why is it we can't go into a restaurant and say no i've had a virus i've had the virus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chris, you're not going to get it from me. And leave me alone. Yeah, yeah good point. I, you know, you're right. I mean, there are people who've had it. I have a couple of members of my family who've had it. They're doing just fine right now. They've got the antibodies, so why on earth are they having to wear a mask? That's a very good point. That's the Trading Group Show, Sundays at 6. The question line is 888-646-8787. We're live, we're local, and everywhere with iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9. KNRS, listen, you'll know, final hour, hour number three, Buck Sexton coming your way at the uh, top of the 7 o'clock hour, and Buck will be with you right up until 10 o'clock tonight. All right, um, you know, there have been a lot of concerns being expressed now about uh, online education with um, many schools doing what they call a soft opening, some days in school, other days learning online. But there are a lot of families, even 
in the urban areas of this state that do not have access to high-speed Internet. And some families don't even have access to Internet to begin with. And that's a real challenge we faced. Well, with the uh, pandemic now, um, a lot of communities are rethinking the possibility of making high-speed Internet a public utility. We faced that question in, in, in Kaysville during the last election. And it went down. It lost the resolution to bond for, I think it was about $30 million over 22 years to allow the city to establish its own high-speed Internet service. A lot of people had a lot of questions about it. But it is being debated yet again in communities around the state and really around the country. Let's talk about it right now with Art Raymond. He is the business reporter at the Deseret News. He wrote a story about that today. Art, how are you? And thank you for joining us this afternoon. You know, I mentioned Cageville, but are more and more communities looking at this idea of high-speed Internet becoming a public utility? I think there's a lot of evidence indicating that's exactly what is happening. And I think one of the challenges is that, you know, Internet as a utility has not really been supported or an idea that's been pushed at sort of the upper levels of government. So what you're seeing are municipalities like Kaysville kind of take it upon themselves to figure out high-speed Internet solutions for their residents. There are a lot of pros and cons out there. What do you hear about both sides, Art? Well, there are good arguments on both sides of the issue. Um, You know, uh, there are plenty of people who believe, you know, the free market solution uh, is working. Uh, Certainly, it's the case that if we just look at Utah as a case study, our overall broadband service has expanded over the years. More people have Internet service. More people have fast Internet service. But it still remains the case that uh, a lot of people don't. And in addition, uh, you know, our country uh, as a whole is paying more for high-speed Internet than almost any place else in the world. Are there communities that offer it, uh, even here in the state of Utah? Are you aware of any and where it's very successful? Well, I, you know, I would, you know, just refer to what I've heard from people about it. I think, uh, you know, I... uh, had a really interesting conversation with Professor Susan Crawford, who's a researcher from Harvard University, who's an expert in this arena. One of the uh, efforts that she brought up in the interview I did with her uh, about a week ago was Utopia Fiber. That's a Utah-based company that partners with municipalities to put, you know, fiber to the home systems, as they as they call them. Right now, there's a, a I believe eleven communities. Some 80,000 homes in Utah that enjoy that service. And what the plus of how Utopia goes about this is it's an open access line. So once you have that fiber running to your home, the as a consumer, you get to make a choice from over a dozen different uh, Internet service providers to be your actual connection to the net. And, of course, that, uh, that level of choice is something that's pretty rare for for most people, you know, if you uh, live in Salt Lake City or, you know, a lot of Utah communities are going to be doing business with the phone company, the cable company, or, uh, you know, of course, we do also have two Google Fiber cities in the state in uh, Provo and Salt Lake, and that is an option. And, and it should note for Salt Lake City, you know, Google Fiber is still not available to, to all residents. Well, Art, if the, if the service is not available to everyone because of various issues, I mean, to me, private industry would be looking at that and saying, this is a whale of an opportunity. We're going to get after this. Why isn't private right. industry doing more? Art? Yeah, that, 
That's a great question. And I think, you know, one of the things, one of the analogies that Professor Crawford used is looking at sort of the early uh, days of development of our uh, uh, electric systems and phone systems in the U.S. If you look back to what happened with that development, the last people to get phone and electric were rural communities because the cost associated with that infrastructure wasn't offset by the potential revenues of providing that service. Certainly that same principle applies right now in many areas, uh, including Utah. Rural communities are have the biggest struggle, but it's also the case that even in urban areas, there are some places that just don't get wired up because some communities have a you know, lower take-up rate, so to speak, and that doesn't end up being a, a viable investment for private sector effort. So, uh, you know, as you look at this sometimes, Art, you would think this is more of a rural problem than it, than it is an urban problem, but it sounds like it's a problem everywhere. Yeah, it really is. You know, one of the things Professor Crocker pointed out, and others have as well, is that there's a geographic component to this, but there's also a very specific socioeconomic component. If you look at who does and doesn't have access to, you know, robust Internet service, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, parallels with communities that already have sort of standing socioeconomic difficulties. And then, you know, Internet, you know, access to affordable Internet access is, is frequently, you know, you know, on that list of challenges. Is the possibility of a public-private partnership uh, available? Could that work, or is it already being used? It, it can, and it does work. I, I wouldn't, you know, uh, describe it as a, as a panacea by mm-hmm. any means, but mm-hmm. certainly there are lots of use cases out there, and, and I think some people, including, uh, you know, uh, people I interviewed for the story would hold up a, a system like Utopia as uh, a, a, as a model for uh, how to make that work, they, they are a consortium of municipalities. It's a publicly, you know, publicly sort of overseen piece of infrastructure, but you get to take advantage of the management and and sort of maintenance expertise of a private company. Art, where do you see this going? Uh, is this debate going to continue? Is it going to come up more and more as we try and deal with this pandemic? Or if the pandemic goes away, and we hope it all does, will this just kind of go away as well, do you think, Art? It, my my guess would be we are going to see a lot more of this conversation. I think, uh, you know, as you noted, Kaysville barely uh, failed to pass their bond effort. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, less than 200 votes, but they, there's still almost half the people who voted supported that effort. You know, as we speak, I believe uh, the Lehigh City Council is considering a bond issue this evening for their community to run fiber to every home in Lehigh. Um, you know, there's the city of Chicago passed a, uh, you know, answered positively to a, to a uh, question on uh, and uh, presented to Chicago voters in the recent election. There's lots of evidence that uh, we're going to be hearing more about, uh, you know, fiber as utility or, or municipal entities. We're doing what they can to get fiber to their residents. On our Newsmaker line, that is uh, Art Raymond. He is the uh, business reporter at the Deseret News talking about uh, uh, communities, municipalities, uh, looking again at the time of high-speed Internet and arguing it is a public utility and should be provided equally to everyone in their communities. Uh, In Kaysville, as I mentioned, 
We voted on it in uh, on November 3rd. It was voted down by a very small margin. I think Art mentioned I, I never saw the final vote. I know it had been defeated by about 200 votes. But I think uh, I just saw a tweet that apparently North Ogden City is now looking at doing something like that. So it is something that is going to come up. And we as voters need to be informed and make a decision whether or not we want to pay for it in our communities. The Rod Arcaccio continues right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listening, you know, you know, you can find state-issued updates and resources at coronavirus.utah.gov. Now, you've been asked to quarantine if you've been exposed to COVID-19. This means even 15 minutes of contact with a person who has tested positive. Remember, if you have symptoms of COVID-19 or test positive, you should isolate at home for at least 10 days. The COVID-19 vaccine, an important way to help end the pandemic, and is nearing FDA approval. As a matter of fact, we could get it on Thursday. To get the latest COVID-19 vaccine information or to see the distribution schedule, visit coronavirus.utah.gov vaccine help from the state and help from the state is still available for small business. Visit laborcommission.utah.gov to learn more about available grants. In need of mental health support? Well, you're not alone. Speak to a free professional counselor with the Utah Strong Recovery Project at 385-396-2289. Take care of yourself and your community. Visit coronavirus.utah.gov. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at inspiresleep.com. They're calling it conservative populism. Stronger than ever even though the president may have lost the election. Now, we'll talk with uh, Selena Zito about that coming up at the bottom of the hour because the coalition that Donald Trump put together and was able to uh, get, what, 74, nearly 75 million votes in the last election is still out there and is still very strong, and we'll find out what lies ahead for it. All right, uh, let's break from COVID and political talk for a minute and talk about something I think that uh, we haven't seen, I think it's fair to say, for quite some time. As a matter of fact, they're calling it the Christmas star. And it may happen right around December 21st, from what I understand. Well, let's find more out about it, something with someone who has all the knowledge and who we turn to often when it comes to stories like this. I'm talking about Patrick Wiggins, the NASA ambassador for the state of Utah, on our Newsmaker line right now. Patrick, how are you? And welcome to the show. Well, let's see. No COVID, so I guess I'm good there. So thanks for having me on. All right. They're calling it the Christmas star, Patrick. What is this all about? Well, you know, and some people, those that follow Wicked, might call it the solstice star because it is actually happening on the December solstice this year. But uh, not since, now keep in mind, this is a long time, 1623 was the last time this happened. The planets Jupiter and Saturn, both of them easily visible with the naked eye, matter of fact, to go right now and look to the south, that really bright thing is Jupiter, and right next to it is Saturn. But uh, they're getting closer and closer together until on the evening of the 21st of this month, they will be so close together that without optical aid, you might not be able to tell them apart. They might just look like one dot. Uh, the best example I've seen is they will be about as far apart as if you take a dime 
put an edge on and hold it out at arm's length, the width of the dime is about how far apart the two will be. Well, with those two planets coming together and that close, will they be brighter? I mean, will it really stand out in the sky, Patrick? I, no. If, if, uh, if you go, well, like I say, you know, when we're done talking, go out and have a look. Or just look out a south window of your house. Jupiter is really bright, really easy to see. Saturn, not so much. Uh, the two of them next to one another, yeah, a little bit brighter, I guess. But uh, Jupiter is still going to be, uh, well, the, the king of the planet. Very easy <laughs> to see. Uh, now, if you've got binoculars or a small telescope, uh, now that's what I'm looking forward to, seeing both of them at the same time in a telescope. That I've, I've never seen that before. I haven't been around since 1623, and it's going to be 60 years, 2080, before it happens again. I don't think I'll be around then either. So <laughs> this is our one shot. Well, why do I envision you having about 15 telescopes out there watching everything you can? I mean, is that... Oh, we got... <laughs> oh, we have two eyeballs. You yeah, know? yeah so, but you'll have a lot of telescopes. <laughs> what, took yeah, them, this... what took them so long to get together? I mean, 1623, that, that, that's a few years. Well, you've got to think that, of course, Jupiter and Saturn both orbit the sun, as does the Earth, and we're all going at different rates. And the chances of all three, in effect, lining up is just very, very small in this particular go-around. Now, I should mention, by the way, they're not physically close together. Jupiter and Saturn are way far apart if you were to go above, say, the sun and look out and you say, oh, there's Jupiter, oh, way out there is Saturn. It's just our line of sight has them looking like they're close together, but physically they're way far apart. All right, if somebody wants to see this on December 21st, Patrick, what do you recommend they should do? Uh, hope there's no clouds. Okay. <laughs> That's always okay. a big okay. thing. Okay. But uh, literally, just go out, uh, oh, like about now, 6 o'clock, 6.30, somewhere around there. Look to the south, and you might want to start doing this ahead of time, like this evening, going out and seeing Jupiter there, and you'll see Saturn. It's kind of a little dimmer star, kind of to the upper left of Jupiter. And just watch as time goes by each night. They'll get closer and closer together, until, again, on the 21st, they'll be as close as they can. And then the 22nd, they start spreading apart again. Pretty amazing. Patrick, before I let you go, I just want to get your thoughts uh-huh. on a news that we got late last night and the passing of Chuck Yeager at the age of 97. What a pioneer yeah. he was. And what are your thoughts on what he did for space exploration in this country? Boy, it was, it was kind of funny. He did not want to be an astronaut. I, I got yeah. to meet the guy uh, when I was working at the late, great, handsome planetarium. Pulled out my logbook last night and looked at his signature in there. But uh, he really liked flying in the air, and he really wasn't interested in getting up into space. But what he did for aviation, I mean, the risk that he took. I mean, you know, that airplane could have just broken apart, and he'd just be a, a footnote in history. But uh, not so. Uh, even with a broken arm, from what I understand, mm-hmm, he smuggled mm-hmm. us a, a device <laughs> on board to help him fly that thing, even though he was physically disabled. He really wanted to make that flight. Uh, so, yeah, really sad news. But, you know, he's getting pretty old. Yeah. And I guess that happens to all of us eventually. In the race for space, how important was it that he did what he did? I don't know that space really, uh, that came a, a little bit later, uh, of course, with uh, Yuri Gagarin and Project Mercury here in the U.S. Uh, certainly it, it helped aviation, 
But uh, astronomy, yeah, it, I guess it gave us a little leg up over, you know, the competitors, whoever they might have been at the time. But you got to keep in mind that was a long time before we started putting people up into up into outer space. Yeah, and he didn't want to be an astronaut. He was He yeah, didn't want to be considered. Really. He was, yeah, now I just heard that some time ago, and I didn't hear it from him, but uh, one of the TV shows about him, when they were picking the, uh, the original Mercury astronauts, uh, he didn't even apply. Uh, no. Now, I would love to hear that that's not true. Somebody correct me, because I'd love to see his application. Uh, you know, I want to be an astronaut. But, uh, no, that's one thing he and I differ on. I, I want to go up on the Virgin Galactic. I, I'm really hoping <laughs> I can figure out how to do that somehow. Maybe KNRS can sponsor me. Yeah, there we me, go. You know? there we go. Sure. <laughs> we got money coming out <laughs> yeah. of our ears anymore. All over uh, the place. Uh, Patrick, um, I understand that Chuck Yeager was quite the character. Everything I've read oh, about yeah. him, he was quite a character. Uh, he was not uh, an ideal military person, I guess. Uh, you know, it's like you give an order. Well, like I said, I mean, literally, he, I think he, was, he fell off a horse or something uh, in the day or so before his flight, and he knew that would disqualify him. So he went through all kinds of rigmaroles, and somebody smuggled, I, I want to say it was a broom handle. Yeah, it was Some- just- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The the end yeah, of it was a broom handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was a broom so he'd be able to fly this thing. I mean, if you tried to do that today, uh, no way. But, of course, <laughs> things have changed over the years. So, yeah, he was quite a character. Uh, I've never heard anybody say he was staid and boring. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what I've heard as well. Patrick, as always, great chatting with you. We'll look for that uh, Christmas star coming up on December 21st. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you for having me on. All right, that's Patrick Wiggins. He is the uh, ambassador for NASA to the state of Utah. And if you know Patrick, and I've known Patrick for a long, long time, just a great guy, you get him talking about space and he just can't shut up. I mean, he just he he just absolutely loves it. And if you've never seen the movie, and there's a lot of fiction to this movie as well, but if you've never seen the movie The Right Stuff, it is about the selection of America's first seven astronauts and Chuck Yeager. And he's played by, I think it is Sam Shepard, who does a great job with a part, and I think his wife in it is Barbara Hershey, as I recall. You love my memory? It's, it's amazing. I can't even remember my name some days, but I remember these movies. But if you want to celebrate the life of Chuck Yeager and see the type of character he was, take a look at Tom Wolfe's The Right Stuff. Great book, by the way. The radio, number one for music, radio, and podcasting, all in one app. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. All right, where do they go and what happens over the next four years? I mean, that's a question that a lot of people are thinking about right now. As a matter of fact, 
The uh, Deseret News today did a pretty extensive article on Trump supporters and how they envision the next four years. Matter of fact, they talked with uh, uh, Brian Owens. He's from uh, Brigham City, who organized many of the Trump train parades that we had prior to the election and asked him about his feelings. A lot of people thought the president would win. Surprised that he did not, but are vowing to continue to support the president. But what about what the president developed in his four years in office? Talking about conservative populism. Where does it go from here? And is it going to remain strong? Well, one person who has studied this for a long, long time, she really has, I think, her finger on the pulse of what's going on in middle America is Selena Zito. She is a columnist with the New York Post, among many others. We've had her on the show before. Always delightful to talk with Selena. Selena, how are you? And welcome back to the show. Hey there. Thanks so much for having me on. You've been talking to people since the election. What are they telling you, Selena? Um, well, they've just been, you know, talking about how uh, they are still feel as though they're um, this coalition, this conservative populist coalition is strong and, and even stronger than it was before. And they feel pretty confident heading into, um, the 2022, um, midterms. Selena, um, what are they saying, first of all, about the election? There are a lot of people out there who feel that it was rigged, there was fraud, something was fishy out there, and they, you know, even though there has been a lot of strong evidence to surface yet, a lot of people just feel something's not right with this election. Do a lot of them feel that way? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, I think, but I think what we have and what we have had for a very long time, uh, I would say for at least the past 10 years, is this building uh, distrust of, um, of large institutions. Uh, and and that includes media and government and um, and you know things and, and entities that coordinate and and oversee the election process. So it should be a really no surprise to anyone that people feel that would go into this election feeling that way, even you know though uh, even if there wasn't the um, uh, COVID and, and there mm-hmm, wasn't mm-hmm. the mail-in ballots, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. added sort of an extra layer of, of distrust. You know, I, I, I was on your show before the election and I said this many times, this election was going to be a jump ball. Uh, it was going to be close in either direction. Uh, and, and it proved to be a very, you know, narrow and close race that that proved to be true. Was there a lot of uh, corruption? Probably. Was there, I would say there's more incompetency than corruption. Uh, we need to have better people and better training of people as they're handling one of our most important and sacred duties as American, which that is, you know, exercising mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. right to vote. Mm-hmm. And we don't put those safeguards in place. No, we don't. So, Lena, I want to get you to comment on a couple of things that you wrote in your recent article about this. You write, the, the, the success of the Republican Party, and it had a lot of success on the down-ballot races, coupled with the loss of Trump, proves the GOP doesn't need the president at the top of the ticket for this coalition to hold together. What do you mean by that? Explain that a little bit sure. more. 
So, you know, there is this belief, in particular after the 2018 midterms, when when Republicans lost House seats and they lost the House majority, uh, that that without Trump at the top of a ticket, they would not be successful. Well, that proved to be the opposite to be true. Not only did they gain up to 15 new House seats, um, where, where uh, everyone was predicting they were going to lose House seats by double digits. Um, they also gained, you know, um, great support down ballot in state legislative races, state chambers, row offices like auditor generals, treasurers, secretaries of state, um, uh, attorney generals, and, and as well as uh, judicial races in places like North Carolina. The uh, boasting and and money invested by President Barack Obama, his former former Attorney General Michael Bloomberg, they spent millions and millions of dollars to up to and have this expectation that Democrats were going to have a blue wave, and Republicans have like no money at all down ballot, no money at all, and they won all these seats. Pretty amazing. Um, how diverse is this coalition, in your opinion? So uh, the, the president improved. The, the final numbers haven't been um, fleshed out, but I would, you know, his numbers among uh, the black community has increased um, very strongly, but also among the diverse Hispanic community um, that come not just um, uh, of, of Mexican heritage, but also Venezuela and Cuba, Puerto Rico, and, and Brazil. And, and these voters who Democrats completely misread and thought of them as voters who wanted a handout rather than being the aspirational voter that they are, that are very family-centric and also very pro-life. Um, have have gravitated in a in a very in double digits towards not just Donald Trump but also Republican candidates in general. With all these down ballot victories, Selena, um, ha- has the Democratic Party still not figured out much of America? In your opinion, no, they haven't. Their message has been very poor. Messaging like defunding the police. And, you know, packing the courts and, you know, free college and free this and free that has completely missed the mark on how aspirational Americans still are. The message is about jobs and security and safety and the ability to keep your family and your treasure safe and and to achieve those goals. And their message had none of that in there in, in, in any of their sort of, whether it was online or television ads, and they're still sort of completely misreading what happened in this election. Selena, what about uh, the president? Uh, if, in fact, he is not inaugurated on, uh, on January 20th, and the prospects of that are looking dimmer each and every day, um, what do you expect he will do over the next four years, and what will the party need to do to hold this coalition together? Well, I think the party actually has nothing to do with holding this together. This has been, the this 
populist conservative coalition was a, was building long before Donald Trump uh, came to office. He is not the cause of it. He was the result of it. And and uh, and I think that's really important for people to understand. And I think this kind of, what Donald Trump does, he is. Yeah, I, I suspect he'll have some sort of um, impact in media, whether he has his own television mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. channel. Um, but uh, you know, he will. I think he will explore whether he finds that he can be more effective and more powerful outside of the presidency, without a media, without a Congress to have a constant check on him and and probably decide within the next year or so if he'll run he'll if he does a Grover Cleveland and run again do and he, win. Yeah, and do his supporters do you think want him to hang around? They don't want him to go anywhere, do they? No, absolutely not. They they already miss him. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. What a turnout he had in Georgia just the other night. As always, Selena, a real pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for your insight, and uh, enjoy the holidays. Oh, thanks so much for having me. All right, on our Newsmaker line, that's Selena Zito. She is just a delightful lady. And, and like I said, um, she was able to uh, nail it down in 2016. She traveled, if you want to call them, the back roads of America. She talked to regular Americans out there who get up every morning. They go to work. They're patriots. Um, they, you know, they love this country. They don't want this country to turn into a socialist state, and they want somebody to stand up for them. Not the elites on the coast, not Hollywood, but to stand up for them. And they found it in Donald Trump. But that coalition remains strong, as Zelina pointed out. And um, you know, they're going to be there if somebody can speak to them. In the 2022 campaign, and certainly 2024, that coalition is going to hang around. And it, as Selena points out, is stronger than ever. And I believe her. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show in Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS Listening, you'll know. Now, I know you probably aren't going to be outside doing a lot of work during the winter months. But if if occasion brings up, uh, why not take a look at your roof? You know, most people don't realize that they've got some problems until they actually occur. Have you paid attention to your roof? Do you have somebody check it occasionally? Well, if you don't, may I suggest you reach out to the wonderful team at RoofTech. All you do is have to dial pound 250, keyword RoofTech. They can figure out how much life is left in your roof. Or if your roof may have been damaged, maybe by a storm or just everyday wear and tear, they can work with you to help you understand exactly what is going on. Or they can repair your roof and get you five to ten more years out of the life of your roof. The most important thing is to talk to them. They want to understand your situation and help you get the best outcome, either extending the life of your roof by repairing it or maintaining it or putting on a new roof for you and your family. Call them today. Just dial pound 250 and say 555-NJ-DIET or go to njdiet.com to lose the weight for good. That's njdiet.com. All right, welcome back. Final uh, few minutes to spend with you tonight here on the Rod Arquette Show. And Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9, KNRS, listen, and you'll know. Buck Sexton coming your way at the uh, at the top of the hour. Now, I want to give you a heads up on this. Uh, I want to talk about the story involving Santa. 
And if you have children close by who are listening, uh, you have my permission to turn the radio off for a second because I do not want to ruin their Christmas. So three, two, one. All right, now let's talk about this story. Did you hear the story today uh, about this uh, mall Santa in Illinois? He's out of a job, and he should be. Uh, after he made a young boy cry, uh, Sabella DiCarlo took her son Michael to the uh, Harlem Irving Plaza in Norwich, Illinois, a few days ago, to meet Santa. Now, they're socially distancing. The kids don't sit on Santa's lap anymore the way they used to. They have a table decorated very nicely. And children come up and sit down at the table. Santa's on the other side of the table. And he asks them what they want for Christmas. That's what his job is, right? Listen to what happened to this little boy. What do you want for Christmas? You don't know. What? No, I no no guns. Nerf gun. No, not even a nerf gun. No, if you, you if your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine. But I can't bring it to you. Well, what else would you like? Lots of other toys. There's Legos. Bicycles, oh God, there's cars and trucks. What do you think? Now, at this time, if you turn that just, uh, just a little think? bit, um, you can see the boy's face. And you can tell he's just about to start crying. Listen to this. But how, you know, for crying out loud, you know, um, if you want to help out Santa at a mall, leave your political correctness at home, please. I mean, this is a Nerf gun this little boy was asking for. I don't know about you, but every one of my grandchildren have a Nerf gun. I have the biggest one, by the way. It's one of these really big ones that holds about 100 little yellow balls, and it fires like crazy. And we, we actually have a ball playing with these things. And for this jerk to do what he did to this little boy, he could have handled it so differently. But no, he let his political correctness get in the way. And he left this little boy crying. By the way, Stephen Crowder, who works for uh, Glenn, Be- Glenn Beck and the Blaze, had the little boy on his TV show last night. And he dressed up as Santa. Stephen Crowder did, and told that little boy, guess what? You're going to, don't worry about it. Santa's going to take care of this for you. And apparently, (laughs) there have been hundreds, if not thousands of people stepping up, say they want to help this little boy do it. I mean, but this mall Santa, he's out of a job, by the way, and he should be. Now, one of my dreams, hark, 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 I'm laughing at this one, has been to climb Mount Everest. But guess what? I'm not climbing it anymore. Apparently, the countries of Nepal and China have gotten together and have decided after years of debate and arguing that uh, Mount Everest is a couple of feet taller than we originally thought. So the uh, new height of 8,848 meters or 29,031.69 feet 
is now the official title. A step or two more. And as a result of that, because they've decided to make Mount Everest even taller, I've abandoned my plans to climb it. It's just, it was just, you pushed me over the edge. Just yeah, much. All right. That does it for us tonight. Head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.